farmers received 1.5 billion for lands that flooded again and again. So why are taxpayers spending tens of millions of dollars encouraging farmers to plant frequently flooded fields? It's a legitimate question. A new U.S. Department of Agriculture study finds billions of crop insurance premiums are propping up farmers who plant increasingly unproductive fields as climate change drives more flooding. Georgina Gustin writes about this for Inside Climate News. Hi, Georgina. Welcome to ClimateCast. Hi, Paul. Thanks for having me. Can you briefly explain crop insurance and our role in it as taxpayers? The idea behind crop insurance is that farmers face a lot of inevitable risks from weather and things beyond their control, and they provide a public good in ensuring a food supply and fiber. And so the contract, essentially, that the public makes with farmers is that we will ensure that they are covered for that risk, that they are protected. The program costs, on average, about $9 billion a year, and taxpayers pay about 60% of the premiums that farmers pay. How much money are we talking about that's going into payout crop insurance for these frequently flooded fields? The Environmental Working Group has researchers that have looked at an area called the Mississippi River Critical Conservation Area, and that's uh, 13 states in the South and the Midwest. And what they found was farmers received $1.5 billion in crop insurance payments for lands that flooded again and again between 2001 and 2020. And in their analysis, they figured out that we could spend that money to put that land out of production and let it go fallow. And when you do that, you essentially enable the land to hold more carbon. And this jumped out at me in your piece. It's not just that these land areas are flooding occasionally. In Iowa alone, farmers plant on 400,000 acres that are in a two-year floodplain, meaning they flood on average every two years. So the best case scenario, I suppose, is that we take care of the climate needs and we take care of farmers. They get paid for this land right now. What's the best way to consider farmers' businesses going forward? Yeah, I mean, that's a very complicated question. Um, The way farming works right now in the upper Midwest is we primarily grow two crops, corn and soybeans. And some people would argue, or a lot of people would argue, that they should be doing things other than planting those two things, uh, which put them at greater risk, because if you lose one or the other, you lose everything. Georgina, I know that many farmers in the upper Midwest are tuned to the changing weather and climate that they're seeing in their fields. Uh, What are the best way to encourage farmers going forward to produce more carbon-friendly practices and fields? You know, some people would argue that there should be incentives within the crop insurance program to help farmers farm in more climate-friendly ways. But there are a lot of researchers, including several I talked to, who said that probably should not be part of the crop insurance program and that there's voluntary carbon markets where they could, you know, sell offsets to companies that pollute by implementing climate-friendly practices on their land, like growing cover crops or not tilling. They would get credit for doing that, that they could sell into a carbon market. 
As you look ahead, what will you be watching for in this space in the near future? The 2023 Farm Bill, um, negotiations for that will be underway pretty soon. So yeah, it'll just be interesting to see how that the negotiations of the Farm Bill play out and, and whether there are changes to this program and to others that could help change the landscape in ways that are beneficial for the climate. Georgina Gustin with Inside Climate News. It's an interesting piece. Thanks for sharing your perspective with us today on ClimateCast. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. That's ClimateCast. I'm NPR Chief Meteorologist Paul Hutner.